0: Hello, listeners. Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You are tuned to the Nighttime podcast, focused on the fringe of Canada. Hello, listeners. Let me just say this. I lead the kind of life that leads to many videos of purported UFOs ending up in my inbox. And I'm not complaining at all as I love to watch them, learn about them, and consider what the witness may be filming. But more often than not, it's either of too poor quality to look like much of anything, or it's something with an obvious explanation such as a reflection in glass or a reflection within the camera lens. But with that said, like many of life's pursuits, identifying the object in question is just the destination. It's the journey that it's all about. And that's what brings us to tonight's episode. Unexpectedly, but not completely surprisingly, I received an email from a very excited lady from Quebec who claimed to have filmed some odd objects hovering in the sky near her home. She didn't believe there were planes nor helicopters, but they were something very unique, and she asked for my opinion on the footage. The video, which I have since enhanced and added to the nighttime YouTube channel, shows several very bright, slow-moving objects traveling above the Ottawa River. A thin stand of trees divides the witness's yard from the river, but the objects were so vibrant they're clearly visible as they pass between the trees that obscured the view. My first opinion was basically a head scratch. It stumped me right off the bat, and that usually doesn't happen, so I wanted to figure this one out. And that's the journey I'm going to take you on tonight. We're going to start by meeting Belia, the very excited lady who filmed the objects behind her home. And then we're going to take the video and Belia's account to celebrated Canadian UFO researcher Chris Rutkowski for an expert analysis. So let's get into it. Tonight, in this episode of Nighttime, we're going to be considering the November 20th UFO sighting above Luskville, Quebec.
1: That's beautiful, beautiful. and they're just floating in. Yeah, there's
0: so many.
1: I need to go down. down. Shut up, Kevin! Wait, this is amazing. What?
0: To begin, Belia, just tell me a bit about you. Who are you?
1: I'm a mother. I'm a wife. What else can I say about myself? I'm just a uh, person. I don't know, what do you wanna know?
0: You haven't done anything that would lead to uh, aliens coming down from outer space and bothering you. You're just a regular person that was minding your own business and something happened, I guess.
1: Absolutely not. That's the reason I think that I was so excited it's, it's hard for me to believe, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, what I saw that day, it was like, a, there it is on your face, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and uh, I was so excited. My I was shaking. I'm not going to lie to you. I was shaking and I was like, oh, my God, you can hear my voice oh, yeah. like this is beautiful. And my husband in the back, he was like a, telling me like, a, baby, don't go, baby, don't go. And I was like, shut up, Kevin. <laughs> It's, it's so rude, but um, I was honestly super excited to experience yeah. that.
0: Yeah, y'all, you can hear it in the video. Let, let me ask you this Is before this situation w- that you encountered a, f- a few days back, did you have any interest in like UFOs or weird lights in the sky? Was this something you're into or did this just happen?
1: Absolutely not. No. Like, my husband is more like he loves to hear about aliens and UFOs. That particular day, me and him, we were like uh, uh, two kids, you know, trying to figure it out. What is
0: that? Huh. Um,
1: what? If? And he's the one who's like stand up and say, like, a baby. That isn't an, It's not an airplane, and it's not a helicopter. Definitely not. And I was like, Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So I start shaking. Huh.
0: Mm-hmm. Very cool. So this happened, I think, uh, about four days ago, November. 20th why don't you tell me a bit yes. and, and it happened in an area called luxville quebec if that's the yes. pronunciation, i don't know the area where where yes. would that be like what part of quebec is that
1: it's gadno yeah,
0: okay okay Which yeah. uh my geography is terrible but that's not far from ottawa right
1: it's no it's i'm 27 minutes away from ottawa
0: okay i got you and so this scene takes place in your it, it's like in your backyard and it looks like there's kind of like a pool then a, a couple trees, and then there's a river behind your property. Am I, am I getting that right? That's kind of yeah. what I get from the video. Yes. Okay. So, what walk me through like what you were doing out there and what you saw? Like, what's what's the scene before this video starts?
1: We were like just having supper. Mm-hmm. We just saw those lights, and we didn't hear anything. Mm-hmm. So it was so like, what is it? What is it? And we start like trying to understand all those lights because they were moving from right to left, and then left to right. And my eyes, they were like trying to figure it out what is it. So, mm-hmm.
0: um, and, and it's hard to tell from the video, but to me, it looks like the lights aren't very far away. It's almost like they're above the water, maybe behind the tree line. Is it, That's kind of how it looked to me. Could you get a sense of how far they were away from you?
1: Um, I like the way I see it, it was like, uh, on the river. Mm-hmm. I'm not so far, and that's why I was, like, telling my husband, I need to go down. I I said it on the video because my intention was, like, going, actually, to the river Mm -hmm. and get close to the Mm lights.
0: That river or lake behind your house that these lights were hovering above, is is that an area where people, like, was there a lot of recreational activity where there'd be, like, boats and stuff moving around there? Like, what's the...
1: it's like a summertime yes it is very busy but we, we can't see anything because you know all the leaves of the trees mm-hmm. so we don't have access to see the river just in the winter time okay.
0: because
1: leaves so obviously we can see it
0: And this um w- w- the video you sent me i think you said you shot it around like five thirty, six o'clock Yes. At night? Okay. It's just, it's very dark, I guess, because it's the time of year. It becomes dark at 4.30, where I'm at, in Nova Scotia, so sure it's similar there. But, um, you know, the the video ends with, just as you described, you you seem to be wanting to go down to the water to get a closer look. We hear your, your husband trying to talk you out of it, and it's the difference in tone between you and him you're so excited and i can hear he's like don't go down there like what are you yeah. thinking um w- w- how does this end like the video stops i'm guessing the objects continue on or like w- how did th- how did you lose sight of them
1: i stopped running to my car mm-hmm. i went to my car and that was like i i think like my second mistake my first mistake it was just listening to my husband <laughs> telling me don't do it please just stay here and the second mistake it was like a Run into my car and get in like a, me and my kids, you know, to go to the river. Mm-hmm. And at that moment when I was getting in my car, that's when I hear like, I don't know if it was like a fighter jet. I don't know. We heard like very, very loud noises. And that's what I say. Oh, no. I started uh, screaming. Uh, and I was like, oh, my God, because it was so loud and so fast. Huh. So when my, me and my daughter, we went uh, down to the river in my car, so I just saw like a one light. So okay. the rest is gone.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. So you, you see them, you consider going down to the water. You don't do that. Instead, you get in your car, as you're getting in the car, you hear the loud sound. By the time you get down to the water and just see the one object, like how long did it take you to drive there? Are we talking a matter of minutes?
1: Uh, like, yeah, maybe one minute.
0: Okay. And can can you get, when you get down closer to it, could you get a sense of like, of what it was or what did it appear to be something large? Or could you just see the light? Like describe what exactly you saw from with the naked eye.
1: I just see the light. It was no sound again. It was nothing else, but Mm -hmm. you can see the object. It was right there. And like I said, it was not in my backyard. It was on the river. Mm-hmm. Second video that I sent you is like my daughter. She was recording and you can see the light. It was like a uh, on the river.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it appears at least through the video. It looks like it's more of an orange colored light. Is that how it looked yeah. to the naked eye?
1: Yes, it and was. orange.
0: Okay. And without any sound and Theo, well, I guess the only sound you described was. When you were getting in your car, I guess you didn't have your eyes on the object at that time, but you did hear a loud noise. I, it must be connected, the the noise you heard as you were getting into your car.
1: Yes, and that's why I was so sad and upset with my husband after when I came back. Did you see what happened here? You stopped me from going to the river, and then you, like, I was running to my car, and I missed all that. Jordan, that was my moment, you know. Uh
0: huh. And w- w- why do you think he got concerned? Because, like, like you said in the video, you're excited, and you're ready to like charge down to the water and see this. He's he's worried about you. Why do you think he didn't want you to go down there?
1: It, because he said that you don't know what it is. You don't know if they're gonna take you. But this is the funny part. I said, "Baby, they will send me back. I promise you." And you said, like, no, you, we have kids and you have a husband. You don't do those things. You are not a teenager anymore. So for me, it was like, oh, my God, you're destroying <laughs> right now everything.
0: Mm. So you just missed it. Now, at this point, you, I'm sure you have no idea what it is, but what are you leaning towards? Like, what do you think you saw?
1: Uh, it's very sensitive, you know, to say that probably it was UFOs. It's sensitive. I I saw like maybe not UFOs, but at this point, I think that that's what it was.
0: Are you near any like airports or military bases? Or is there any reason there'd be weird things in the sky around you?
1: It's a military base, but it's in Ottawa.
0: Okay. Yeah. Like
1: the, the other side of the river.
0: Hmm. So, uh, in what river is that? That's it's behind that you?
1: the Ottawa River.
0: The Ottawa River? yeah okay yeah but um the next the next step here is i'm going to bring the video and the additional detail you were able to share with me to a prominent canadian ufo researcher and i'm going to get his opinion on what what he thinks this may have been and and i'll check back with you and let let you know what he had to say
1: yes that's gonna be very excited thank you thank you so much have a good one
0: All right, so we're halfway there. At this point, we spoke with the witness, Belia, and have a pretty good understanding of how this all unfolded from her point of view. Our next step is to visit the desk of Canadian UFO researcher and writer, Chris Rutkowski. When our discussion starts, Chris and I had just finished listening to Belia describe the encounter. Now, Chris and I are going to watch the video together and hopefully get to the bottom of this mystery. Chris what makes you someone whose opinion we should we should take seriously on uh, what may or may not be in this video what's your what's your background on this
2: well whether people want to take my opinion uh, seriously or not <laughs> uh, I, I've uh, been involved in investigating UFO reports and, and studying the, the phenomenon for oh 40 years now in Canada and um, uh, you know I've looked at Hundreds, literally hundreds, uh, of UFO videos. Uh, Talked to many, many people about uh, their experiences to so have a good sense of what has been reported. And uh, you know, the fact that it you know uh, makes such a profound impression on on so many people uh, suggests that even if it's not a physical phenomenon, it's something that should be studied because you know it, we uh, it's a very personal phenomenon, something uh, that you know uh, that is part of our social makeup. Uh, and, you know, it's it's uh, an important aspect of who we are as humans. So um, I have to say that in most cases, um, the videos themselves and the UFO photographs don't offer enough information to properly explain things. In fact, uh, the best we can say is, I don't know, uh, because, you know, the, the typical cell phones that we have, uh, one of the big... Questions people have is well, you know, if UFOs exist,ed how come we wouldn't have good videos if everybody has a cell phone taking photos all the time? Well, the problem is that your cell phone is not designed to take videos of lights in the sky, no matter how how distant or how how close they are. It, it, it's just not made for that. And so, what we end up getting is a lot of videos of black sky with little tiny dots of light. And when you zoom in, that does all sorts of interesting things to the the image itself. So. You know, we do get the videos but they don't offer any proof of anything that was there so i'm interested in uh, what this is that uh, uh, that this woman had, had taken a video of
0: yeah and now the the area i'm not familiar with lusqueville quebec but when i did a google search i i found other results of ufo sightings being reported in that area let, let me ask this are you familiar with Luskville, quebec which is um near near ottawa on the quebec side mm-hmm. um And and if so, is there any history of UFOs there? And also on that same point, Quebec compared to the rest of Canada, is that a bit of a UFO hotspot anyway?
2: Well, yeah, I actually had spent some time in Gatineau. Um, It's uh, just north of uh, of Ottawa. Um, uh, uh, It's very, very close to uh, where, uh, you know, a lot of political stuff has occurred in terms of uh, reconciliation and so forth. Um, Meach Lake, for example, is is in that area, um, and it uh, there, the Ottawa River. You know, it's it's very large at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, uh, from the description that uh, I was listening to, uh, she was it was sort of looked like it was over the river, which means it was on the Ontario side because she was obviously looking south or mm-hmm. or southwest. Uh, and we do get reports of uh, aircraft flying in because that's actually the main flight path coming from Western Canada. Oh. Um, they actually fly over the Great Lakes and come in uh, to Ottawa from the west, literally over the rivers. So, you know, my first reaction is, yeah, we do get reports like that, but it's uh, it's curious as to what there might be. In fact, that area that Luskville Les- is very close to where back in the 1960s, I think it was 61, uh, where. A large chunk of um, metal was found in the river itself um, and thought to have been uh, from a, from an alien spacecraft and had been actually tested at the National Research Council and, and uh, you know, taken a good look at by some uh, Ottawa Flying Saucer Clubs back in the 60s. So, uh,
0: you know, it's had some reputation over the years. Okay. Now, I'm going to try to send you this video. It's 46 seconds long. And what what you see in the video is she's kind of on her back step. The camera is pointed near kind of the tree line that divides her property from the Ottawa River. Okay. Oh, there's the
2: ding. Okay. Okay, let me take a look at this here.
1: That's beautiful. And they're just floating in, yeah.
2: Definitely look slow, yeah. Do we meditate now? Ah, I see. Okay. Those oh There's
1: so many. I need to go down.
2: Can Baby
0: we?
1: Don't go oh, shut up. Kevin. wait? This is amazing.
0: Baby. Why? That's not a good idea. Why? So, what you you've just watched a video. It I know what you mean by like a, a lot of the UFO videos you see are just this far away light and there's no context or perspective or anything because it's just a camera pointed out of focus at the sky. In this case, the object is close enough to the ground that we still get to see like the swimming pool and the trees, so we get kind of a sense of where it is and how big it is. What what is your initial thoughts looking at this? Well, it's interesting that um, that you uh, asked
2: me about this because uh, earlier today. Um, I had looked at a video that had just been posted, I think, from MUFON um, of something that looks identical to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it was from Quebec or Ontario, though. Well, I'll have to check on that. But um, uh, it's this: um, uh, these lights that are slowly, you know, very, very bright, very, very bright, um, moving slowly uh, downward in the, in the view. And it turned out in that case that that was a flare drop by uh, a military exercise and we do know that in the area around ottawa uh, that uh, the military has been conducting or has conducted uh, flare drops uh, as a part of a, a regular exercises um, uh, and they look exactly like they're very brilliant orangish uh, objects uh, that that move uh, slowly down in fact so bright you can't actually see the aircraft that drop them but in some cases you mm-hmm. can Um, Mm. and I'd say it has to look
0: exactly like that. And that's what this reminds me of. Mm -hmm. And what if like a flare drop for a test exercise, like where where she's filming this, it it looks like whatever this light is, it's right above the river, Mm -hmm. the Ottawa river. Would it make sense to do a flare drop above a river? Maybe just so it's not landing in. Absolutely. And and it's hard to tell how far away it is,
2: but there's no question I mentioned. The Ottawa river is really wide right there. Uh, We've had flare drops very similar to this. Um, over, um, Lake Winnipeg, uh, similarly over, uh, CFB Comox out in BC over the, over the channel and certainly out in, uh, in Nova Scotia as well, uh, just over mm-hmm. the ocean. So, you know, this looks really much like a, um, uh, like a flare drop. Uh, it just has, it has the visual, uh, characteristics of one, um, mm-hmm. now. You know, I'm not sure. We, you know, it would be a matter of uh, checking to find out if there had been a flare drop that night of any military exercises. Um, but uh, this looks identical to, to some flare drops that we've had in the past. So
0: I'd, I'd lean in that direction. Interesting. Um, and it, what surprised me is how bright the mm-hmm. light is. Like, at, there's at one point as the light is moving across, like from behind the trees, it, it almost looks like it's a spotlight shining mm-hmm. at her. Like, how bright would a flare be in in a night sky? Oh, like, huge, you- very, very bright. As I mentioned, the
2: the uh, the flares themselves outshine the lights on the plane in most cases. Um, Mm -hmm. because of course they have to illuminate the the ground or the surface of the water or whatever, if they're looking for boaters, for example. Um, And uh, um, these flares, I I don't know how many lumens they are, whether they're 10,000 or 20,000 lumens or something like that, but um, they're, they have to be very, very bright. Uh, They've got some magnesium in there, so they're going to be just brilliant. Mm
0: -hmm. And um, one other thought about the the idea of it possibly being a flare is, like when I think of a plane dropping a flare, I don't know a lot about this, but I'm, but does it just drop a dead weight, like, and it would just fall straight down? Because in this case, in the video, these objects are really slowly kind of gliding. Like, would would a flare have like something to prevent it from just falling straight down? Absolutely,
2: it does have a lot of buoyancy, um, so mm-hmm. it will take some time to uh, to drop to the ground, and that's what we see. We see this this slow, slow movement. Uh, down uh, at an angle and again depends on the wind uh, if we were looking towards the southwest that would mean that the wind was coming from the uh, from the east somehow um, and that was uh, driving it uh, towards the west so that's again that's my best guess as to what I see okay. simply from looking at the video and you know I haven't spoken to I listened to the video but I didn't have a chance to speak to her uh, it's also the remember that she and her husband were both excited they they you know they weren't into UFOs necessarily, but, you know, they're talking about, you know, be careful, you don't know what they are, the aliens and this type of thing. So they had that mindset. And when you see yeah. something that's, that's unexpected, and um, you don't encounter every day, and, uh, you know, you you probably are going to be thinking those terms.
0: Mm-hmm. And then another thing too that leads to the credibility for the um, idea of a flare drop is she did describe when she wanted to get into her car to go down to the water. She thought she heard like a fighter jet. Yeah, that's true. The sound would be, uh,
2: you know, uh, you know, it wouldn't have been a fighter jet, but it would have been a, you know, a Herc or, or whatever they're using these days to to do some drops. So it would be very loud. And uh, uh, you know, it would especially the, the, they are so close to the river that uh, the uh, sound would really reverberate down the, uh, down the, actually the river itself since it's not, I don't think it's frozen yet, but uh, you know, the water itself would reflect some of the, uh, the sound up.
0: Well, only other thought I have when I, when I watched it first, uh, my, my brain went to, uh, I never thought of a flare drop, but my, my head went to like, um, some kind of like a Chinese lantern or something. But I, I don't think a Chinese lantern, which is kind of like a candle inside like a paper kind of bag, so to speak, I don't think it would be this vibrant as far as the the brightness. So that was kind of what led me away from that. Right,
2: yeah, Ch- uh, uh, paper lanterns um, are are bright, but nowhere near as bright as this. And uh, mm-hmm. th- they move very, very similar because they're airborne, mm-hmm. they're dependent on wind. So they, they would be uh, uh, very, very similar in that
0: sense. Now, with your theory at this point that it may be military in, in origin as a, like a, t- a test exercise, that, that leads me to asking you about a book. Do, do you not have a book coming out about military-related UFO sightings in Canada?
2: Absolutely. As a matter of fact, uh, hopefully by the uh,
0: end of December or early January,
2: uh, I have a book coming out called Canada's UFOs Declassified, which is all about military and RCMP uh, cases or cases that are found in the national research council files by pilots, by RCMP officers of unusual things that were seen in the sky. And there there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. In fact, the NRC files alone are thousands of pages. Um, but I I pulled out some of the more interesting ones and the, some of the more curious ones were pilots and and RCMP officers reported things that did not seem to have any explanation. So while we can possibly explain what, uh, uh, what was seen out in Luxville, uh, Quebec? Um, you know there are cases
0: on file that that don't seem to to uh, adhere to any particular explanation. Uh, as far as UFO videos go, this one. Um... I like this a lot more than the typical one because it's it has context because again you can see the pool and the trees you hear the witness describing what she's seeing and reacting to it um I don't think this is your typical throwaway UFO video even if you do have a good explanation what overall what are your thoughts on on that that aspect of this yeah it's a very good video in that sense um, uh,
2: and as I said at the beginning most UFO videos and photos we get are black skies with dots this has as you say context we have some. Uh, way of gauging the distance compared with the fact that, you know, we see trees, we see uh, the, the pool, the swimming pool, uh, we can tell the elevation to a certain degree. Um, so, you know, there are enough visual clues that does, uh, that, that do lend itself to an explanation, whereas most uh, typical UFO videos that we see posted, excuse me, on Facebook and, and a few other places are, are just lights or blobs of light with any context and no idea when they were taken, where they were taken, uh, under what conditions, and and the fact that they resumed their route. So um, uh, I would say that uh, she was very, very careful to get that context, and it it really helps us uh, get a better understanding of what people are seeing when they report UFOs.
0: I want to thank you for joining Belia, Chris, and I for our long-winded response to the question, "What was in the sky above Luskville, Quebec, on November 20th?" In considering Chris's theory and watching videos of confirmed flare drops, I'm going to agree with his explanation. But then again, in considering Belia's excitement, I'm also going to agree that unexplained objects in the sky, in the water, or anyone else for that matter, makes the world a much more beautiful place. If you're interested in seeing the video in question, I have added it to the Nighttime Podcast YouTube channel and included a link in the episode description. And with that, I'll begin to wrap up this episode of Nighttime, but before we part, I want to give some thanks. First, a big thanks to Belia and Chris for sharing an evening with me and with the listeners of Nighttime. Next, a big shout-out to Monty Data for contributing the music for this episode. It's a piece called Noir Tokyo. Noir Tokyo. And lastly, a massive thanks to everyone who listens to Nighttime, as without your interest and your support, this show would be as pointless as it would be impossible. But with that said, keeping the show alive is and has always been an uphill battle. So if you want to help take a bit of weight off the show's back, please listen on the premium feed. Not only does it make the show possible, it'll also give you more of each episode than you'll find here on the free feed, as I'm adding exclusive content regularly. So for about the price of a cup of coffee, help the show out and give yourself more of it at patreon.com slash nighttime podcast. And on the topic of the premium feed, let me thank the newest subscribers, Rebecca and Laura. Thank you for going premium. And for anyone else who'd like to support the show, you can give me a big hand by simply sharing this episode on social media and letting like-minded friends know what we're doing here. If you have any story ideas or if you want to give feedback on the show, find me at nighttime Dot com slash contact or on social media. I use Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, I'm often live on the Nighttime Podcast YouTube channel. So until next time, take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, and let me know if you see anything weird. Um, you, in the video, you say your first response almost is it's beautiful. Why do you think that was your reaction? What was beautiful? Was it the experience or the look of the light? Like what I led think you that it way? The
1: experience. It was the experience because like I said, it's a person that I don't believe on those things and now I see something that is, oh, wait a minute, it can be, like it may be. So for me, that was beautiful, you know, to experience something like that. I so said like, there it is, Billy. You, you want more proof? Yeah.